Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Monday the 15th of November. China's ambassador to the European Union has warned that the EU is threatening global supply chains by encouraging local production. The remarks were focused on administrative barriers to trade and preferential trade deals with other countries. If the European Union and the United States do a trade deal, that will make it easier for the two areas to trade with each other, but it will also make it relatively more difficult for China to trade with either. However, there is a bigger picture concern for China here, namely that economic and environmental efficiency drive localization of production. China's economy effectively won in the third industrial revolution, being well positioned for the increasingly long and complex global supply chains that emerged from that process. However, the fourth industrial revolution requires different skills and different economic structures, and producing close to the consumer can make a lot more sense from a cost perspective. China's exports of compact discs have collapsed not because of barriers to trade, but because the digitization of streaming that is the ultimate form of local production. There is no demand for the manufactured compact discs that China part manufactured in the past. Localization of production will not happen overnight, but it will happen, and it has the potential to be a source of further international tension. The weakening of the COP26 declaration on climate change is not unrelated to the problems of global trade. It was notable that it was coal consumers rather than coal producers that were resisting stricter measures. This may have implications for trade over the medium term. Climate change is not just a matter for governments. Companies have to consider reputational risk and the way consumers can rally around a single issue on social media. Where companies choose to produce and the environmental consequences of those choices have implications for profit and loss over the longer term. The transparency around ESG issues along the length of the supply chain is not great at the moment, but as transparency improves, decisions around things like coal use will have implications for patterns of trade and demand. Chinese industrial production was stronger than expected in October. However, some of this was due to utilities production and food production data, neither of which are especially relevant for the global economy. Chinese retail sales were stronger as well, which does matter. The exceptional demand for goods in the US, the UK and, to some extent, Europe is starting to fade. As it fades, the export growth that has been generated for China will also fade, and it is to domestic demand that we will need to look to see a larger role in driving the Chinese economy. While China was showing stronger production data, Japan has been a little bit disappointing in this area. Third quarter GDP growth in Japan was weaker than expected, with both business investment and consumer spending lower. Inventory levels actually added more to GDP than expected, suggesting that supply chains are supplying goods, and the problem is that consumers may not be consuming that supply This is, of course, a mirror image of the United States situation. There are quite a lot of central bank speakers today. Assorted Bank of England members, including Governor Bailey and Chief Economist Pill, are due to speak. ECB President Lagarde is, of course, speaking. 
The Bank of England's remarks are likely to get some attention in financial markets. There's an expectation of tightening from the bank, but the financial markets have been wrong about the timing of this move. With more Bank of England speakers, the markets may get a better sense of where the Monetary Policy Committee as a whole is likely to go, rather than being influenced by the views of a single individual. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.